0: I'm Mike Richman in VA Research Communications, and welcome to our podcast series, Voices of VA Research. Traumatic brain injury is the signature injury from the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. About a fifth of post-9-11 combat casualties involve TBIs, most of which are mild in severity. The most common symptoms include headaches, irritability, sleep disorders, memory lapses, and depression. But Iraq and Afghanistan vets with a history of multiple TBIs versus none are at much greater risk for considering suicide. That's according to a new VA study. It says veterans in this cohort are about twice as likely to report recent suicidal ideation, which the study defines as suicidal thoughts over the past week, compared with vets with one TBI or none at all. Dr. Robert Shura, a neuropsychologist at the WG Bill Hefner VA Medical Center in North Carolina, led the study. He joins me now on Voices of VA Research. Dr. Shura, welcome to Voices of VA Research. Your study on traumatic brain injury in relation to suicidal thoughts is fascinating. This is a critical topic with Suicide prevention being VA's number one clinical priority. So very happy to have you on the show. Uh, thank you for having me, Mike. Sure. So let me start by asking simply what influenced you to pursue this research topic?
1: So this was a study that was funded by the VISN 6 Mental Illness Research Education and Clinical Center. Um, and It's one of VA's kind of multi-site vision level translational mental health research centers. And this, was, uh, this data came out of our post deployment mental health study, which is one of the most comprehensive studies of its kind on Iraq and Afghanistan veterans. And so what that study entails, we have several thousand veterans who completed it, and each veteran would come in for several hours and fill out a number of different questionnaires. And then we do some structured interviews on psychiatric diagnoses, as well as Recent studies that were examining the uh, kind of the relationship between annual history of head injury and suicide. Uh, one of them was a 2013 study that was completed in uh, JAMA Psychiatry. So when we saw some of those recent studies and we were starting to think about how can we kind of contribute to this uh, using our post deployment mental health study, we reached out to the VISIT 19 MIREC, which focuses on suicide and suicide prevention and we were able to do a collaborative study using both of our uh, our resources. And uh, that's kind of what prompted the pursuit of uh, this paper.
0: Mm-hmm. Very, very interesting. So how did you conclude that post-9-11 veterans with a history of repeated TBIs are at much greater risk for considering suicide? So what we did was we used a,
1: a logistic hierarchical regression. and. So that's a way of looking at relationships among various variables, and you can add on relationships. So in other words, what we were able to do was to start off with seeing how demographic variables like age are related to uh, suicidal ideation. And then in the next step, you can add additional variables in the model and see if something else goes above and beyond the known relationship of age. So we build several different models to look at uh, TBI in different ways, accounting for these demographics as well as some of the clinical variables like depression, things that we know are related to TBI. And that way we can see if, or related to suicide, we can see if the TBI status is important above and beyond those other things.
0: Uh, Speaking of depression, well, in this case you identified a, a characteristic of veterans who are more likely to, to think about suicide, those with multiple TBIs. Uh, so with an average of about 20 veterans and service members dying by suicide each day, how important is it to pinpoint these characteristics?
1: Sure. So, you know, like you already mentioned, suicide is one of VA's top priorities and certainly a top clinical priority. So I, I think regardless of whether that number, completing suicide each day is 20 or 1 or less than 1, it's still going to be a top priority. I think it's also not just something that is very important to VA, but also VA researchers and clinicians. You know, it's something we all take very seriously. So it's very, very important to pinpoint these characteristics because what we we end up doing is, with accumulating literature, we can amass different things that help inform how we both evaluate and treat veterans that are at a higher risk for suicide. So, in other words. Let's take an obvious example. So like depression. We we know depression's related to, to suicide. So it, it makes sense then that we change our evaluation and treatment practices around that. So every time we screen for depression, if somebody has a positive screen, we also evaluate suicide risk. So there might be other factors out there that we need to
0: consider when we're screening or evaluating or even treating. Right. Of course, like uh, even poor sleep quality. I mean, that, that seems to be a major risk factor. In, in the case of, um, of depression, correct?
1: Yeah. So, and so that came out significant in our model. was related to suicidal ideation, and that was that's an interesting relationship. I think poor sleep is something that's not studied as much as it should be, and we're finding it to be very, very important in lots of things these days. Uh, whether it's cognition, certainly mood. Essentially, if you're having bad sleep, you know, everything's affected, you know, everything's worse. And I think it's just something that, until more recently, has been a little bit ignored in the literature.
0: So, yeah, I guess the light should go off with clinicians and if they notice somebody has either one of those characteristics, the de- higher rates of depression, a veteran with a higher rate of depression or much poorer sleep quality. I know that uh, you uh, pointed that out to me in the past. Now... A number of other VA studies, as you mentioned, have looked at the at the link between uh, TBI and suicide. Were your results basically in line with, with what these other studies concluded, that more of these uh, uh, traumatic brain injuries uh, in the post-9-11 uh, cohort were leading to possible uh, uh, suicidal thoughts?
1: So I think, yes, our study results are in general consistent with what some other research has been finding. As more and more studies are completed and we see more and more publications out there there definitely seems to be something to that that there is a, a link between suicidal ideation behaviors and completion and some sort of history of traumatic brain injury now I, I think it's also important to say that this isn't an absolute relationship and each different study has different characteristics and there might be slight subtle differences between our results and others so i think for example there was a what was that 20 That deployment status had anything to do with it. It was just any lifetime TBI. So there may be subtle things that are a little bit different between our study outcomes and and, and other studies. But I think by and large we're uh, converging that there is some sort of relationship here.
0: I don't remember if your your study touched on this, but what about the uh, the level of the traumatic brain injury? Uh, if there's one traumatic uh, one TBI or multiple TBIs, but the the level magnitude, the power of the of the traumatic brain injury. Uh, and the and the um, seriousness of the injury itself could that have how would that play into influencing somebody to have possible suicidal thoughts?
1: Yeah, so interestingly, we we did do a follow up analysis and we modeled in the severity. So we typically in the the way VA and DoD uses the criteria for defining TBI, we can separate out severity into mild, moderate, and severe. It's based on a number of different variables, such as time on uh, they, somebody maybe knocked unconscious, or um, the time after the event where they're not able to have new memories. And when we modeled that, we didn't find a significant effect. So that, that's interesting, right? So if, for example, this is related to something organic, then we would expect a dose effect so that the more, the more injury to the brain, we would expect more ideation or, or suicidal behaviors, or those didn't see that
0: yeah that that is very interesting that that you didn't make that correlation because you you would think that the you know right with the greater severity that just on the surface it would seem that uh, those uh, suicidal thoughts may be even more likely
1: one way of thinking about it too given that uh, that's where i'm I'm thinking I complete my my own opinion here is that a lot of that effect underneath the relationship between suicidal ideation and t b i is probably not related to any organic damage per se. It might be related to some other situational factors, right? Those with multiple TBIs are uh, have histories that are more likely to lead them to being at a higher risk for thinking about suicide. If that makes sense,
0: absolutely. So, what what do you see as the future with this uh, aspect of uh, this this part of the topic? You know, suicide in itself is a huge topic within VA, like I mentioned earlier, the top clinical priority for VA. But so, what do you see uh, as the future with this? Segment of the um, of that topic itself, the relationship between the traumatic brain injuries and uh, potential suicidal thoughts.
1: Well, like I said, there's a lot of things still left unanswered. So some of the things we weren't able to evaluate, for example, are when we're having multiple injuries, is there a, a larger dose effect? You know, some of these folks are having you know dozens of injuries versus just having two. Another, you know, variable that uh, future research could be kind of looking into is what about the time between injuries? You know, does it make a difference if you had a a concussion on one day and then two more the next day? Uh, You know, having three, is that very different than having three across your lifetime? I think those those are some of the variables that I I think some of the future research needs to look into, as well as any influence of blast injury. So I'm I'm sure you're aware of some of the Iraq, Afghanistan veterans, injuries are very unique compared to civilians and that the use of uh, you know IEDs mortars and other explosive devices in the combat theater lead to that blast type exposure and we're still learning a whole lot about you know, is that blast injury something different does it affect
0: the brain in a different way than other blunt force traumas right right it's, it just makes me cringe thinking these uh, soldiers in in combat situations are undergoing multiple uh, experiencing multiple roadside bombs you just it's hard to fathom what what that does to the brain it's very very serious now, obviously uh, with the uh, greater amount of research that, that you said needs to be done we're destined to see more studies by uh, you and your colleagues and, and we look forward to that but I uh, want to say many thanks for appearing on voices of VA research and I, I look forward to learning more about your, your research on this very important topic
1: uh, thank you very much Mike it's uh, certainly been my pleasure
0: Thanks to Dr. Shura for sharing his insight on the ties between post-9-11 veterans with multiple TBIs and suicidal ideation. VA Research Communications will continue to report on this crucial topic. You've been listening to Voices of VA Research. Hope you enjoyed it, and please tune in again. I'm Mike Richman. To learn more about VA research, go to research.va.gov. That's research.va.gov. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter.